nutrition isn't a perfect science, in fact, far from it. And we don't have everything sorted out. For those who know me in depth understand that I am really into nutrition and being mindful of what I eat. Not that I'm a picky eater, it is just that I like knowing what I'm eating and why I'm eating it or the benefit I will get from that particular meal. With the current severe drought affecting the country at large, I cannot help but feel helpless when I see communities straining to put food on the table while I can have a square meal at least twice a day. I feel overwhelmed by the sense of appreciation and gratitude whenever I dig down on any meal and I guess you do too. The past two months have taken me down an experimental dietary route that I found interesting. I have always had a liking to have a vegetarian diet and this time I decided to make myself a legume-based protein powder based on some research and evaluation I did on what I could get from the local grain stores on a certain budget. The aim was to see if it would work and how long it would take to exhaust about 3 kilos of red kidney beans, ground nuts, green grams and some black beans. I would add 3 tablespoonfuls to my smoothie every day before leaving for work. Honestly, it did taste weird but I finally had a liking for it amid the fruits that I added. Did it work according to plan? Yes, my aim was to increase my protein intake after substituting soybean chunks on a daily basis. My muscle mass has steadily improved in relation to my working out routine and I feel better I would definitely maintain the trend until I get an improved routine to supplement what I have. The takeaway from this personal experience I would like to shed some light on and offer you is this, be mindful of what, how and why you are eating whatever is on your plate. This is the best way to track down to the last detail what happens in your body and how much control you have over your appetite and cravings. Essentially, we are what we eat and like I always tell those around me, you don't need to receive a medical report so that you can fix your diet. Just like you don't need to go to the gym to lose weight. It may sound insensitive and callous but even if you tone down to the ideal body you had in mind but you keep up that old dietary habit, you will be running in a very tight and frustrating circle. Fixing your daily meals, controlling the portions and the constituents therein will spur you to healthy living whether you are on a tight budget or not. Remember, your health is your wealth. So, let's take a deeper dive into what counts as the bare minimum basics for a proper healthy diet. Every time you eat, it should be considered as an opportunity to nourish yourself. Yes, there's nothing wrong in indulging in comfort food or your favorite fried and junk food once in a while. Practicing portion control and making these comfort foods at home can be good ways to indulge in comfort food yet not compromise on your health entirely. Eating everything in moderation, practicing portion control, including variety in your meals and maintaining a balance can help you eat healthy consistently. Make most of your meal vegetables and fruits, half of your plate. Aim for color and variety, and remember that potatoes don't count as vegetables because of their negative impact on blood sugar. Do not overcook your vegetables either as this leads to loss of vital nutritive values which is what we are after. Go for whole grains, one quarter of your plate. Whole and intact grains, whole wheat, maize, oats, brown rice, and foods made with them, such as whole wheat pasta, have a milder effect on blood sugar and insulin than white bread, white rice, and other refined grains. The type of starch in the diet is more important than the amount of starch in the diet, because some sources of carbohydrate, like vegetables, other than potatoes, fruits, whole grains, and beans, are healthier than others. Protein power, one quarter of your plate. Fish, poultry, beans, and nuts are all healthy, versatile protein sources, they can pair well with vegetables on a plate. Limiting red meat, and avoid processed meats such as bacon and sausage will do better to your body in the long run. If you like red meat, but you also want to reduce your chances of dying prematurely from any number of causes, including heart disease and cancer, consider how you might cut back. Maybe that means eating a smaller portion of red meat on the occasions you're enjoying it, or maybe it means having it a little less often. 
Also consider what else you're eating alongside your nyama choma or the random visit at your mutura joint or at other eating occasions. A little red and lean meat can be fine if your diet is rich in plant foods. The higher intake of processed meat, the higher the risk of chronic diseases and mortality. There isn't any evidence to suggest there is a safe amount of consuming processed meats, but that eating a small amount of processed meat on occasion, which can be narrowed down to once or twice a month, is unlikely to have a considerable impact on your health. If you're currently eating above this amount, it makes good health sense to cut back. Also, avoid over intake of sugary beverages as this will do better than harm especially if the quantity is controlled. Milk and dairy products are generally best limited to one or two servings per day, the same applies to juices, whether fresh or processed. The key is moderation. The consumption of healthy oils in moderation from plants like olive, corn, sunflower, peanut and even the common palm oil is highly recommended. Hydrogenated oils contain trans fats and are to be avoided. There is no set maximum on the percentage of calories people should get each day from healthy sources of fat. Fat is not the enemy, it never was although the word has been cast in bad light across social media. It is a fact that fats from plant and fish sources provide anti-inflammatory health benefits. Inflammation within the body may not cause obvious symptoms, but when it persists, it's thought to be involved in a number of disease processes, from mood disorders like depression, to heart disease, diabetes and Alzheimer's disease. Though butter and other saturated fats may not be as unfavorable as we once thought, anti-inflammatory fats, when eaten along with other foods that lower the inflammatory process, may help you live and age more healthfully. Heavily processed foods, which include processed meats, refined grains and many snacks and sweets, drive the inflammatory process that promotes disease, and diets high in heavily processed foods are associated with higher body weights and poorer health. For the most part, it is best to choose whole or minimally processed foods whenever you can. This means looking at ingredient lists, something I am really obsessed with and trying to make healthier swaps for foods that are high in sodium, sugar, artificial sweeteners, colors and preservatives, which often signal that a product is heavily processed. Understand that this doesn't mean giving up convenience, though. There's a wide range of minimally processed foods that make meal preparation saner and get the green light from nutritionists. The bottom line in my opinion will always be that despite anyone benefiting from any number of eating patterns if focused on the above factors, eating is a highly personal experience and it involves more than just fueling your body or sitting down to nutrients on a plate. Food can be nostalgic, part of social and religious events, and it can elicit an emotional response, providing a sense of comfort, stress reduction or joy. A meal is hardly ever just one thing and understanding all of the things it is to you, along with your personal non-negotiables, what you won't give up, can help guide you toward a dietary approach that you can live with. I might be successful on a vegetarian plan and my boyfriend may love being a total carnivore, but if you happen to like a little bit of everything or perhaps very picky, these plans pose too many challenges. This may be an extreme example, but it's meant to illustrate how important it is to understand your unique needs and then identify an eating pattern that suits you best. It's now widely recognized that different eating patterns can be appropriate for different situations, but that's only if you can stick with the advice. There are people who thrive on an intermittent fasting protocol while others can't put up with the hunger or limitations of restricting eating to certain time windows each day. Nourishing your body is a commitment, not a passing fling, so determine what type of eating pattern sounds most doable to you and then try to adhere to it in the healthiest way possible. That means something different to everyone, so just do you. Nutrition isn't a perfect science, in fact, far from it, and we don't have everything sorted out. The advice to remove something from your diet doesn't clearly address what to replace it with, which is a big deal. Looking back, when we cut fat from our diet, we replaced it with high sugar carbs, which set off a cascade of health problems. 
In this case, replacing a bit of cheese with potato chips isn't the same as replacing it with olives. Instead of worrying about each individual nutrient, you can begin to make healthier shifts to your diet by following the advice described above, what we've gotten right, which are broader, health-promoting eating patterns. Healthy eating is all about balance. You can enjoy your favorite foods, even if they are high in calories, fat or added sugars. The key is eating them only once in a while and balancing them with healthier foods and more physical activity. Here are some general tips for comfort foods. Number 1. Eat them less often. If you normally eat these foods every day, cut back to once a week or once a month. And eat when you are hungry, not just because you feel like it or you happen to have food conveniently around. Number 2. Eat smaller amounts. If your favorite higher calorie food is a chocolate bar, have a smaller size or only half a bar. You can wane it out by finding a fruit-based substitute for when the craving kicks in. Number 3. Eat in silence, when you are having a meal, the idea is to have your focus entirely on the meal and have no distractions. Eating while watching a TV is a strictly a no. Keep your phone, laptop, book or newspaper away too, I know it is hard as we are often than not glued to these screens but it does help trying. Pay attention to your food so that you understand your own hunger and satiety signal. Number 4. Eat slowly and chew your food well. The first step of digestion begins in your mouth, when you chew food. Properly chewing food results in release of digestive enzymes that help in proper digestion of food and assimilation of nutrients from the food. Shah recommends chewing your food well. Do not put your hand on the plate for next bite till you're finished what's in your mouth. That is a wrap for me. I hope you found this article beneficial to your self-development journey. Let me know in the comment section down below about what your thoughts are on ending a dead-end relationship. Until next time. Coffee and chill.